Welcome to Well Played Podcast, the show on all things playful and joyous. Together we are finding joy in the journey of life. Today we have a great guest, Ryan McLean, uh, with us, and we're chatting about infusing joy into the classroom and into that school by sort of shaking up the whole school and kind of what you do like on a day or, I don't know, just trying new stuff. But before we dive into that, Ryan, can you introduce yourself a bit? Yeah, I am an elementary school principal and director of special ed at a small district in uh, rural Ohio, about an hour east of Columbus. Uh, This is my uh, eighth year as an administrator. I spent the first 12 years as a high school business and history teacher, coached football and wrestling. Uh, My wife and I went out. we We have two daughters. When our second daughter was born, I knew neither one of them had a future in football or wrestling. <laughs> so that's when I got out of the uh, coaching uh, part of education and started to head down to administrative, the administrative path. Uh, so I've been doing that. I've been a principal now for this is my eighth year, um, first year at the lower elementary level. Um, uh, the, my building has about 580 kids uh, preschool through fourth grade and and i love it it's i am never bored i imagine i mean those kids uh i mean just i mean they're cute they say the darndest things but at the same time they they like produce i don't know there's there's just such a authenticity to them they want to learn they want to soak it all up and and the biggest thing is for the most part they don't hate school yet and I think it's a big part of my job to make sure that they leave our building not hating school. You know, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade is way too early uh, to be hating school. So I, that's an important part of my job is to work with our teachers and to be aware to try to create a culture and an atmosphere where we want kids wanting to come to school and, and not getting to that, man, I hate school. I hate going to school. We want, we want that excitement to be there every day. I love that. I mean, that's really, that's the point of kind of the work I try to do as well is like infuse that joy, infuse that like love of what we're doing. Like you you have to do it any which way. I mean, like we as employees have to do it, them as students have to do it. Um, but that doesn't mean we have to just kind of like meander through it. I mean, you really can like take a passionate dive, but you have to kind of light that enthusiasm. And like you said, that is too young of a grade to sort of let that that flame die out. Absolutely. Definitely. So this is awesome. So let's, uh, let's kind of dive in. Like you as a principal, uh, I know, I think the first time I sort of knew about you was on Twitter through some TLAP, uh, chats. And when you were at your old school, I believe you decided to kind of shake up the whole school a little bit on one particular day. Do you want to kind of walk us through that, the genesis of it? Maybe maybe probably fill in everybody because I'm, I'm sort of filling in blanks in my head. Yeah. So if you're familiar with Dave Burgess's book, teach like a pirate, uh, the essential question in that book is, um, if kids didn't have to come to your class, would you be teaching to an empty room? So this was back in 2013. And back then in Ohio, we did our state testing like end of March, early April. And, you know, our teachers, are are prepping our kids and we weren't teaching to the test, but we were making sure we were teaching the kids all the things they needed to know so that they would perform well on those tests. And then once that test was done, we had like five or six weeks of school left and, and the teachers all give me that look of like, now what, like, 
we're, we're done with the year's curriculum because of the state test. We still have, you know, over a month left of school. What are we going to do? So I decided, uh, let, let's put Dave Burgess's question to the test. What Love if it. we literally let kids come into the building, we took attendance, and then we let them go wherever they want it for an entire day. And when, when I dropped that bomb on our teachers, because it wasn't, <laughs> you know, th this wasn't a, uh, I hate to admit it, but this was not a collaborative effort uh, at the very beginning. This was not a, hey, let's sit down and meet with all the stakeholders and brainstorm. This was, we had a staff meeting. I walked in and I said, hey, this is what we're going to do. Here's my idea. Figure it out and let's go. Uh, and I think they looked at, and this was the second year I was there. So this was like par for the course. They were, they were used to some of my, they were craziness. somewhat used to this. Yes. They were somewhat used to like the craziness <laughs> and they, the, the one thing they knew was like, okay, we're doing this. Like, he's not like going to change his mind or he's not just like mad or on some weird mood. Like we're going to do this. So let's figure <laughs> it out. Love it. So then, so then it became, uh, and, and that's how I first got into contact with Dave Burgess. He found out about it. I think I tweeted something out like, hey, we're going to put Dave's uh, book to the to the test. And, you know, on this date, we're going to have teach like a pirate day. So he had reached out to me uh, and he had given me some things to think about. My wife, who's not in education, she had given me some things to think about because the goal was not to see who was going to have an empty room. The goal was, you know, if everyone stepped up their game and created an unbelievable experience, kids would come to class, even if they didn't have to come sure. to class. So, so over those few weeks until the, the big day, it was, we, I think we had a shared Google spreadsheet or Google doc or something where teachers would put their, their experience description on and everyone could see everyone else's. So like at first, a couple of them might've been a little lame. And then they saw someone's that was like, Oh my goodness, that's awesome. I've got to revise mine. So it was like friendly competition, but then it also allowed me to see okay, this one's weak. No one's going to show up to this one. How can I help this teacher, you know, create a better experience so that kids would, would want to come. So the only requirement was it had to, it had to be aligned with your content area. So if you were a math teacher, it had to be math related, not necessarily seventh grade math standards, but something to do with math. If you taught science, it had to do with science and so sure. on. You're not in and the, you're not in the fraction unit it, having it, to do fractions. Sure. Sure. But it wasn't a free for all. It wasn't uh it wasn't, I can do sewing. I wanted. Yeah. yeah so, and, and some schools have done that like on a discovery day and that's great. And I'm not saying anything's wrong with that, but like, I really wanted to put the book to the test and tie it into what we were doing instructionally in our school of, you know, the, the long-term plan was, how can we do this all the time? Like, let's not make school awesome one day a year and have it be boring the other 179. It was, okay, let's do this and let's make it awesome this day. But then how can we do this in September in our regular classroom, October, you know, whatever. So we, uh, we, we did all of this and we created all of these ideas and then we put it together and we called it a guidebook. So we had every teacher, the period it was available, uh, and a brief description of what was going on. And we handed, we printed these out. We handed them out to the kids. At the time, I was a principal of a seventh and eighth grade building, Utica Junior High. And we handed these papers out to, I think we had maybe 280 students in the building. And we gave it to them on like, I think a Wednesday. And the day was a Friday. And he, here was my first clue that 
we this was going to be something special. When if you're familiar with you know working with kids, you especially seventh and eighth grade kids, you hand them a piece of paper and you say, "Hey, bring this back to school in two days." Like there's zero <laughs> chance that's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be in the locker, the bottom of the backpack. Like there's no way that's going to happen. And I think out of 280 kids, like I'm not exaggerating, two kids lost theirs. Uh, so nice. everyone, everyone was looking at it at lunch, like lunch was almost silent that day. They're all looking through it and they're talking about where you're going to go. And I'm like, okay, this, this might work. This might happen. So the, the day of the, the, the event teach like a pirate day, kids came to homeroom. They went to attendance uh, or went to homeroom for attendance. And then I got on the PA and I said, uh, you may go to your first experience. And, and our bell schedule was the same. It was the normal period length. Uh, we had the same number of periods. The only thing the kids had to do was go to their normal lunch. Other than that, they could go anywhere they wanted. They just couldn't repeat it. They couldn't go to the same, same thing more than once. And our biggest problem that day was kids were literally running in the hallway to get to the next class. It was crazy. Right. Like they were dead on sprinting to get to the next class. The, the science experiments, the, the uh, English teacher did a Willy Wonka chocolate factory, uh, like marketing activity. It was, it was unbelievable. Our attendance rate that day was like 99.8%. This was like the third week of May on a Friday when typically disciplines at its highest because maybe is teaching kind of yeah. is, is at its lowest because you're almost at the end of the year. And it, it was the most unbelievable, unbelievable, uh, experience I've been a part of, uh, as an educator. Uh, after that, I left, left, uh, districts. I went to another district, a fifth and sixth grade building. We, we did it there for the next five years. Uh, Dave Burgess actually flew in to see it one year. Uh, and, and now I'm interested to see how we're going to do it at West Muskingum elementary this year, because it's the, it's just, it was, it was unreal. The kids were excited. The parents were excited. The teachers were excited and exhausted once it was over but it was great for everyone i mean hearing you talk i can't imagine that anybody listening to this podcast right now can't feel like just it's palpable like your enthusiasm for the experience that was created for kind of all the stakeholders i mean you're talking about the teachers getting to sort of try something new shake up that and then see the response from those kids that like they're, they're banging down that door to get in. They're sad that I'm telling them the experience is over. And then you as the principal to see students like low discipline issues, to see students excited to be there, to see students organized to make sure they get there on time, see them break we, a few. We, we, we didn't have our first discipline issue until I think like the fourth or fifth year we did it. Um, and it had nothing to do with Teach Like a Pirate Day. Like it was... It was a discipline issue that would have happened any other day of the year. It, it had nothing to do with the uh, organized chaos that was going on. But the kids are too busy learning. They're too busy engaged uh, to, to, to figure out how can I goof around? How can I get in trouble? How can I mess with this teacher? How can I mess with that kid? They were all in on whatever it was that they were learning because, one, they had a little bit of choice in the matter. Uh, that, that first year we did it, I, I want to say we had like, I don't know, 12. It was a smaller school. We had like 12 to 14 experiences going on at one time. 
So when so you I, were picking your, your six for the day, and it wasn't signups, it was literally first come, first serve, but you were picking the six you wanted to go to. So you, you had a vested interest of, I'm not going to goof around because I want to go to this one. I'm sure. interested in, in it. So I have a few follow-up questions for really the entire audience that can't ask these questions, but I know they're probably rolling around in their heads. One, um, you said they couldn't repeat the same experience, but if you had a kid that like super loved fill in the blank, you know, super loved math, super loved social studies, could they like, all right, so I did math with teacher one. Can I like go to math with teacher two? And absolutely like math yep. with teacher three and math with teacher absolutely. four and like half my day was filled up with math a- absolutely and and we found that to happen a lot with the sciences uh which is great because that's that tends to be one of those classes that kids struggle with or kid it's not sure. their favorite class but when it was engaging and it was something a little out of the ordinary but there was still a learning target again it was what are we going to accomplish educationally was still at the heart of it uh, all six years we did this. Um, yeah, it, it was great. And and Big Walnut, was my, the school I went to, was a much bigger school. It was uh, two grades, and we had about 600 kids in the two grades. Uh, I want to say we had like 30-some teachers. So there were there were a lot of lot of opportunities, a lot of choices, and uh, it, it was it was cool to see. And I got to see this uh, with my daughter kids didn't necessarily go around with their friends. Like it was, you know, normally I hang out with my friends, but if I'm interested in something, I'm going to fly solo and I'm going to go check out this experience. Nice. That, that meant a lot to me. That was, that was neat to see. That's pretty cool. Another like sort of probing question here is, um, do you think this experience could be done on a smaller scale? Like I'm picturing like, people that work on teams, you know, if you're like the fifth grade team and you can't convince your principal, you can't convince the whole school to do this, you know, like, do you think one of your teams, like if just you're at your new school, the third grade team wants to do this, teach like a pirate day and have kids choose between those three teachers or whatever, um, you think it would work or, or was there something about it being the whole school was something about the, the size of choice, you know, you have far more than just three classes to choose from. No, I, I think you could absolutely do it. And when I talk to people that are interested in it, excuse me, oftentimes I'm talking with teachers that they're like, there's no way my principal is going to go for this. But I think my team would be on board with this. How could we do this? And you could either schedule it and that that makes it a little less chaotic. You can have signups and here's what my experience is going to be. Here's what yours. Here's what hers is going to be. And you could sign up ahead of time. Uh, and work it for, you know, a block or, or whatever, or you could do it for half a day or, or a whole day. I'm definitely, uh, you could do it on a much smaller scale. Yeah. I just think, I think some of the listeners aren't in your position that can kind of just go command the ship and say, we're, we're doing this. Um, and while I think it sounds fantastic to do, I mean, this is one of the reasons I asked you, I just remembered from years ago, this awesome day, um, uh, I think some of us that would want to put this into action are on smaller teams that might we might be able to convince like the four others on the team or three others on the team, but you know whole school might be a little tough sell it you know try one. So for for those that are listening, Michael uh, w- was a part of our first Teach Like a Pirate Day back in uh, 2013. So as the principal, I actually taught a couple experiences, and what I did was I did Mystery Skype. 
So if you're unfamiliar with that, you hook up with an educator ahead of time uh, somewhere in another state, another country, and their class uh, via Skype and, and our class ask each other yes and no questions to try to determine the location uh, that their school's in and, and vice versa. So I can remember our class, Michael was up to a little bit of shenanigans. So he had on his wall that looked like they forgot to take it down, but it was planet. They had a, a flag of a foreign country. So our kids noticed that and they were like, oh, look, they, they've got the, the flag of it. I can't remember. I think it was England. It was. Yeah. So they were like, they're not even the United States they're in England. So that we're, our kids are asking. And I, I know where, where Michael is. And I'm like, oh, man, that was so dirty. Uh, and our kids are asking these questions and they're like, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. And someone finally said, that's a trick. They're not. That's not their flag. So it was uh, it was great to sit actually be a part of it. But Michael was a part of the, the first Teach Like a Pirate there. It was it was fun uh, to be part of that. Those mystery scripts are great for anybody that hasn't done one yet. Just try to hook up with somebody to do that. It is so great. Put it out on Twitter if you hashtag mystery Skype. Somebody's gonna, you know, adopt your classroom for that for that time. Uh, my other question for you is, uh, you know, you've talked a lot about from the student's perspective, and you sort of touched upon the teacher's perspective in terms of building up to it. You know, that spreadsheet where you can kind of see, oh, they're going to do this. Maybe I should up mine a little bit. Um, what was the feedback on the other side of it, like from the teachers? So like the day's done, whew, I'm tired, but what am I saying to you when I see you in the hall? Uh, so for the most part, and I would say like, 98% of the staff. So that's a total win. I mean, even if we can say uh, like, yes, there's you're, a few, you're never, never going to get a hundred percent. I mean, yep. the, the Pope doesn't have a hundred percent approval rating. So yep. you're, you're not going to get, not going to get everyone. Uh, 98% of the, the, the staff was like, this was awesome. It is. I, I think it's as much emotionally exhausting as it is physically exhausting. We we've done it on different days of the week. We've done it on a Friday We've done it on a Thursday. I think one year we might have done it on a Monday. And I really recommend if you're going to do this on a, a pretty large scale, do it on a Friday. Uh, because I remember when we did it on a Thursday, again, we had that highest of highs. And it was like, oh, man, we got to come back to school tomorrow. And then it's like, how do you finish out that week? I mean, you were just like you had teach like a pirate day on Thursday. How do you match or top that on a Friday in May? So. I would recommend the first time you do it, do it on a Friday because it is cool and you're going to want to reflect. And I remember the first year we did it, it was a Friday and, and went home. And just that weekend, it was like we won the Super Bowl because a lot of people are like, this is going to be a disaster. You're, you're going to let 280 kids run free. You are asking for a discipline nightmare. You are asking for trouble. It is going to be a disaster. And the opposite happened. It was Kids that routinely didn't want to come to school not only came to school, but then they're running to science class. And it's mm -hmm. like, I caught you hiding out in the bathroom cutting science class two weeks ago, and now you're going to two science classes. And he was like, it's stuff I want to learn. It was fun. I learned and I had fun. And it was like, this is this is what, what it's got to be. And again, it's not about making school awesome one day a year. And it's not realistic to do 180 days a year. That, that uh, I'm a realist. But as we've done this for six years, I'll walk into a class 
and it might be September or it might be November. And I'm like, wow, that would have been a teach like a pirate day activity five years ago. And now it's a part of this teacher's regular routine. And that's what it's all about. It's like building up that uh, arsenal of, of lessons of, and, and I would try to encourage teachers don't do the same one every year, like create something so that you can use it next year. And then next year when we do teach like a pirate day, create something different. So then next year, now you got two cool lessons, two cool experiences in the school year. You know, by the time you're halfway through your career, you've got 10 to 15 pretty cool things for kids to be looking forward to. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, like that's. I remember when I first read "Teach Like a Pirate," it was that line about like you know if teachers didn't have to or if students didn't have to come, would they come? And kind of if kids had to pay to like be in your seat, like if you if you could sell tickets, like would anybody buy me? Even if it was like a quarter, like would somebody pay a quarter to do this activity? And uh, soon after that, I mean, I took your exact mindset. Like, I there's no way I can have 180 awesome lessons, perfect, whatever. Just the sheer planning that's involved, the sheer setup that most of those kind of days take. I don't have enough prep in the day to like make those photocopies or go to the store and buy that stuff or whatever the case may be. But the goal was, can why can't I like make as many as I can? And if this year I make 10, if I come up with like 10 this year, Tell, sell tickets lessons great and then next year don't just do those 10 do those 10 but then like try to push yourself like can i make 10 more well now like geez that's 20 days out of 180 school days that are like fantastic you know and then you said you've been doing this five six years if a teacher had been really teaching the same stuff and trying to like challenge themselves 10 new of those per year they'd be they'd be like approaching like six, sure. yeah they're, they're like a third of the way all teach like a pirate's lessons if if they really invested that and i just think as teachers like investing in your class like that investing in those moments in this in this moment and as as well like future moments because like we're a a cyclical job like it's going to come up again i'm going to teach i'm going to teach the romans again i've taught them the last 11 years i'm going to teach them the next 11 years if i stay in this position they're not going away so designing a teach like a pirate rome activity is worth it Absolutely. Yeah. No, I just really, I think that's a really powerful message to get out there and hearing like how your teachers did it, hearing how your students loved it. Uh, I just hope that really inspires some others to like, you know, you don't have to be like crazy awesome every day, all the time. Like we don't live in that world and that's almost an impossibility to like achieve. But well, and, and, and what was, what was nice was it became it became a thing like teach like a pirate day as kids came to our school from the elementaries, like they didn't, they didn't understand what it was, but they knew it was a thing. And the older kids, parents would tell the younger kids, parents, Oh, it's the most amazing day. We, we had parents actually come and, and check it out and participate. You know, I, I had a mom say, can, can I come? And I said, yeah. And she goes, you know, I'm not kidding. And I said, I hope you're not. Yeah. Come yeah. On. Like, yeah, we've you can decided. be a student. And, and we had high school kids that were trying to, our, our school was on the same campus as the high school. Uh, we had high school kids that were trying to cut high school classes so that they could participate in the uh, intermediate school, teach like a pirate, pirate day. I mean, we, it, it, it became a big thing. We, 
we had local businesses that would partner with us and and donate things to to help you know our our art teacher did some experience where wendy's the the like salad containers they donated a couple hundred salad containers for the art project on teach like a pirate day we had a hardware store that donated like paver bricks because we had a teacher where the kids were going to paint their own paver bricks and then that was going to line the the walkway that entered the school and, and that's still there so it, it became a really big community thing which w- was was really nice that's fantastic i mean i love i love that kind of like now it's like woven into the community right like this is where that that positive can be get positive like what started off as a small idea in a staff meeting where they they knew you weren't kidding that they were going to do this but you know where they ended up taking it where it went from school to school you know to now like your third school uh that's i mean that's a legacy ryan i mean that's pretty awesome yeah it's it's been fun i mean and to see how many educators in schools really around the world that have tried it or done a version of it uh, was was really cool to see. And I I've always you know told people you know I, I've got resources on the internet that kind of help you and some samples of uh, the the experiences the the guidebooks that we've handed out to kids. But always willing to help people like hey if you're if you're going to try this don't forget about you know these things because it's again it, it's never been about me it's been about how can we make school a place that kids want to come to and again it was my my dad was a teacher i don't i don't know that i ever hate at school but i didn't love school and i i got to the point where i was playing the game of school not really well but you know i i was getting by and it you know now that i'm in a position that if i can if i can hold off on that hatred of school atmosphere you know i want to do everything i can to to help with that i mean that, that is I mean, that's a fantastic goal. And I would say that kind of dovetails into like my work of like what I'm trying to like get other teachers to see is like a playful learning doesn't mean that there's not learning, right? Like that teach like a pirate day. Like you said, you still aligned it to a target. Like you still were trying to teach one particular skill, one particular action, one particular thing. So why can't we have more than one day of it? Like, so... I don't know. I love it, but I can't. Well, you're, you're big. You're big on gamification. That's your thing, right? Yes, that, that's like my main thing. But like, what that all involves, what that all entails, is truly just like building an experience for students. That's what it is. So here, here, here was my like. I, I had joked with you before uh, we got on air that I'm probably the least qualified person to be on your <laughs> podcast about gamification because. Uh, I didn't do it as a teacher. I've had, I think, one teacher uh, in my eight years as a principal that's really tried to harness in the gamification idea. And it's not because I don't believe in it. I just I don't know enough about it. And sure. I haven't had very many teachers want to do it. But uh, probably about two months ago, uh, it was really like that aha moment. So we've got uh, this this thing called Top Golf that just opened up near where we live. Mm -hmm. If you're not familiar with it, it's like this high tech driving range where the golf balls have computer chips in it. And there's these lighted targets. I mean, it's like a, a sci-fi driving range (laughs) and I love golf. I'm not the greatest, 
my wife plays golf and we've got two daughters and it is like pulling teeth to get them to play golf. And my youngest actually has a phenomenal golf swing. She's nine. Uh, she can hit a ball, but she wants nothing to do with golf. Like it is, Hey, come on. We, we live across the street from a golf course and it'll be the summer. Hey, let's go play golf. Nah, I don't, I don't want to play golf. And it's like, ah, uh. so we go to top golf when it opens up like two months ago and they are both hooked. They, they, yep. they ask me, when can we come back? I'm like, what do you mean? When can we, this is fun because you're scoring points. And it was the whole gamification of, yep, of that golf interaction. That, yep. We, we, I bet in the past two months we've been there eight times and it's all been, Hey, when are we going to top golf? Can we go to top golf? Can we go? And, and, and that was my aha moment of, yeah, I, I see why teachers want to do this because if they can gamify their classroom and get kids hooked on math or social studies or whatever, because they've gamified it, I, I get it. And I, uh, more power to them if they can do it. Yeah. I will say, like doubling back to your comment about you being like the least qualified to be on my show, though. Uh, right when you said that, though, I said no. Like your teach like a pirate day really is gamification. I mean, like in some level, it is building an experience. Like truly thinking about. I mean, in in gamer terms, we talk about the student being the user. So, like thinking about an experience from the user's perspective, like how are they going to feel the moment they walk in that door? Are they going to be empowered? Are they going to be excited? How are they going to feel when they walk into that classroom? What are they going to get in that classroom? And from the teacher's design point to think same thing, like I got students coming in. What are they going to learn? How are they going to feel? You know, like all of these touch points is gamification. It is powerful design pedagogy, which is just what I get all geeked out about in terms of gamification and like teaching teachers how to embed that pedagogy. Uh, but I can't believe it, Ryan. Like we are at the end of our time already. It just it just zooms by, and so we need to now like do reflection time. I got a quote for the two of us that I think works well with today, uh, and I'm I'm curious. Are you ready to have that quote tossed your way? I'm ready because this was not preempted. I have no idea what the quote's going to be. <laughs> I love it. So here it is. This is just sort of quote on the internet. It's unknown who the author is. To find joy in work is to discover the fountain of youth. Oh, absolutely. So as much as I talk about we want kids to want to come to school, it's important for me to create an environment where my staff wants to come to school, where I want to come to school. And it's because of that. If, if, I'm, if I'm finding joy in what I'm doing, I don't feel like I've been doing this for 20 years now. I don't feel like uh, an old grizzled veteran. I, I think I found that uh, fountain of youth, as you say, to where I've got that energy of a, a 22, 24-year-old teacher. Uh, I, I think that joy in what you're doing is so important. Yeah, so for me, like I'm going to take the quote and I'm going to sort of say, you know, finding that joy in the work is to discover the fountain of youth. I'm, I'm going to relate it to the the teachers truly are are being childlike when they get out of their like uber professionalism of like I've done this unit a lot or the book says or the scope and sequence or our district team tells us we need to do this and for that moment that they choose to explore their passion woven into their profession 
and it and they're they're no longer the expert they're the explorer and the students then kind of if i was to expand this analogy kind of become the crew members and i think it just sort of changes everyone's feel like there's just this energy and that's when those teachers become sort of more youthful and i think that's when the students and the teachers then gel a little more because all of a sudden they're all explorers no no one's that sort of master just disseminating information the master's sort of saying i'm trying something wickedly new let's all do this together let's all explore together i love it sounds good man well uh thank you so much ryan for being on the show everyone you should check out ryan on twitter his twitter handles at mclean underscore ryan and he also wrote a book we didn't even touch upon that it's your school rocks so tell people check that one out and uh you know just really want to thank you for coming on here and just talking so passionately about you know this amazing teach like a pirate day ryan well, thanks for having me. It's, uh, it was good seeing you again, and I look forward to uh, connecting with anyone that uh, wants any follow-up on this. Yeah, so, you know, I'm sure just tweet uh, Ryan, and he'll uh, get back to you. This is it's excellent. I hope some of you out there try it again, and, uh, you know, if you do, please share that with us. As always, if you want to comment on this episode, go to my YouTube channel, uh, and there's a video of this chat, and you know fire in your sort of question there or comment there it's a great place to connect uh as always everyone thank you so much for joining us Uh, it's truly an honor having you guys enjoy your week and play on